What if you could sell anything you wanted online immediately? That's right, anything. You could sell uh, your dry cleaning services. You could sell uh, your used iPhones that have been laying around. What if you could sell anything? What if I could give you a structure and a way to reach an audience, convince the audience that what you have is something that they need, and on a consistent basis, you can generate sales? How many of you would be interested? Sounds like a trick question. Sounds like it could be too good to be true, but it's not. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, pen and paper, and let's dive into one of my favorite ways to sell things online. Hey everybody, my name is Jeremy Blossom. I am your host of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. And today we're going to be talking about my favorite way to sell pretty much anything online. So a lot of people, when they're trying to sell things online, um, they and, and when they think about selling something online, they think about an e-commerce product. So the first thing that they go and do is they create a website, and then they put the product or service on the website, and then they wait for sales to come in. They may get adventurous and start buying some media and hope that some of the media that they've bought, the traffic that they've bought, generate sales. But when it doesn't, it just buys a bunch of clicks and a bunch of views, they get disappointed. There is a tried and true way that you can generate sales consistently. You can actually grow your business consistently using this. And it's something I see used most of the time in the worst way possible. These are, or what I'm talking about is, drum roll, webinars. Webinars. Some of you may have just cringed a little bit. That's because you've had the same experience that I've had, where you go to webinars and they are the most boring things that you've ever been to in your entire life. In fact, if you see the webinar, you may be repulsed and say, I would not, I don't even want to sign up for it. It's a webinar. Some of you might be like, yeah, okay, I can kind of see it, but I don't know how I can sell anything. And others who are listening say, yeah, this is right. I'm interested. How do you use webinars? Because I've had success with webinars. How do you use webinars, Jeremy, to grow and scale your business? Well, I can tell you firsthand that we have probably done and made, I don't know, 100 or maybe maybe 150 webinars. People have paid us to make these, and we have done well over $50 million in sales online using webinars. So this is a, a particular topic that I definitely would consider myself an expert at, strike point nails every single time that we build one. Um, and we've got the metrics down to boot. And we have really formalized our process to all things webinars. And I'd like to go and share with you some of the things that we've learned along the way, some of the things that you shouldn't be doing, but more importantly, how you can use webinars to sell your product or service. Okay, so my favorite thing about a webinar is that it's relatively low cost to produce. All you really need is a video camera, Google Slides, a pretty decent mic, and an audience, and you're good to go. Unlike a lot of other things, you need expensive equipment or you might need to spend a lot of money on a, a script. 
A good webinar is something that isn't completely scripted out, but has definitely a lot of intention and purpose built behind it. I also love webinars because they're easy to put together. Um, Last year, we were probably putting together a robust webinar that was selling about a million dollars at its launch every two weeks. That's how fast we're able to go and uh, crank out a a brand new one with a team of about five or six people. So um, that's how easy and and, and off the ground. If you're doing this by yourself, you could probably even do it faster. Um, And the team doesn't make things faster. It actually kind of slows things down because you're waiting on one person to do something. So if you're just a solopreneur or just a one-man shop at your business, that's okay. In fact, it might be an advantage for how quickly you can, can produce a webinar. Okay, so let's talk about all the things that suck about webinars and things that you should definitely avoid. First and foremost, if you're having webinars on a consistent basis and you're not selling on those webinars, that is problem number one. Problem number two is that you are just haphazardly putting together the webinar topic. You don't really care. You said you're going to do one, so you think last minute and you try to put something out there and you're just trying to produce material that you said that you're going to produce or you want to stay in front. I love hearing that. I just want to stay in front of my audience. And so you make crap. You you produce things that you really don't care that much about. It turns out like, eh, and it's wonky when you go through it. A good webinar is very, very deliberate, intentional, and is smooth. People think the entire time that this is a really good, uh, I'm I'm being entertained as well as being informed. And that's the sweet spot, is being entertained and informed. A too informative webinar will kill your audience. They'll get bored, they won't care, and they won't take you seriously. A too entertaining webinar, people won't buy and you're going to attract an audience that doesn't have any money. So you need the sweet spot is in the intersection of something that is really fun or engaging or interesting as well as valuable from an information perspective. So Those are some big things. Um, Another big thing that can hurt and help your webinar is the topic of your webinar. So the best way I can kind of think about coming up with the topic or the, the, the idea of it is the castle in the sky. Think about the biggest idea that you possibly can regarding the product or service. What is the big, big problem that someone wants to solve or the solution? What's the big, big solution? But we want to make it simple and easy. So for example, how to make six figures a year following this easy one, two, three step process. Okay. That's a very generic one. I'm sure I can make one better, but these are the types of things that pull really, really well. How to increase your income by 3000, 5000, or even $10,000 a month with this six step bulletproof system to increasing your income. Something like that gets a little bit better. How to take 30, 60, 90 minutes off your hardest task that you do every single day. How to autom- how to increase your revenue by 100,000, 300,000 or $500,000 in the next 90 days following my seven-step proven system. Come to this webinar and learn to that that's what this is. Learn do, see, 
witness, understand, all of these things are what you want to gear this around. It's education-oriented, information-oriented with the proposition built into the title. So what are they going to get? What's the big, bold promise? Put it right into the title. Titles like Summit. 2019, you know, or whatever, uh, info summit, this, or, uh, that kind of those topics for particular webinars are not going to be the big thing that pulls unless you have a huge celebrity brand that everybody knows that's behind the webinar. Those topics are going to be terrible. So that's a big, big point is that what are you actually titling the webinar is going to make and or break the success of of your actual webinar. And so try to experiment with different titles that are value-oriented, benefit-facing, so someone sees the benefit of why they're going to attend and gives away what they're going to get at the end, right? What, what's what's the, the outcome of them spending an hour with you? I often get asked, Jeremy, what is, how long should a webinar be? Everybody, you know, I, I, I think webinars should be 20 minutes. I think webinars should be 30 minutes. I think webinars, everybody asks me all the time, how long do I think it is? I say long enough to sell your product. Not a minute longer, not a minute less. So depending on the product or service that you have and the audience that you're going after, that's, and to, if, you're, if your webinar is 20 minutes and it's converting like crazy, then don't make it 30. You don't need to, you know, and it doesn't need to be 15 minutes either. 20 minutes works for you. If it's 20 minutes and everybody's there and watching the whole thing, but you're not getting anybody to convert, well, maybe they need more information. Or if it's two hours long and there's no one there to see the, 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 the call to action at the end, maybe you need to shorten it up. But there is no perfect holy grail. However, my standard webinars are an hour long and I dropped the sale, the link to purchase at the 45 minute mark. So that's typically my default answer or my default because a lot of the times the information that I'm helping my customers explain takes about 45 minutes to build up to the point where it's appropriate to drop the sales link. So let's talk about my how I position and build a webinar. All right. So we've done a lot of these. So I, I'm just going to riff on how, when I approach something, I do it like this. So the first thing is what's the hook? What's the big call to action title, you know, castle in the sky idea that's going to get everybody to come to the thing. Then what I do is I lay out the webinar and we have a proven template that we've developed that we use in, as a starting point for every webinar. And it goes like this. There's an intro. Hey, everybody, welcome to the webinar. I'm so excited that you're here. We'll be getting started in just a minute. And I'll add some small talk to these live webinars where everybody tell me where are you from and are you guys excited to be here? Type yes. I start doing things like that uh, on purpose, but also just to allow a few minutes of buffer time for everyone to start to pile in. And I don't do that longer than about three to five minutes because I don't want people to think I'm stalling. And I think that people are there to get going and they want to jump right into it. So I then begin the webinar, but with the title and telling everybody what they're doing here and what they're going to get out of this webinar, right? So tell them what you're going to tell them and, tell, and remind them why they're here. Then I immediately go into why they should stay to the end. And this is important. I always like to give away a free bonus at the end of all of my webinars. These bonuses can be a free ebook, a free report, 
a free lesson, a free tool, something that you want to give away. Maybe it could be something that you normally charge for, but you're going to give away to everybody, but they have to stay to the end in order to get it. There are two ways that you can do this. You can keep it as a big secret and say, I've got a huge secret bonus to stay it to the end. Or if what you're going to give them away for free is considered to be really valuable to your audience, then you can describe what it is that you're going to get, but they have to wait to the end to get it. I prefer, when in doubt, to use the secret. There's a huge secret bonus that you're going to get at the end. So make sure that you stick around to the very end and I'll drop a very secret link that's only for the people who showed up today. This is my appreciation for you. So I like to do that. Then I'll go into if there's any type of disclaimer that you have to give about the material, if this is educational purposes only. I do a lot in the financial space, so we do a lot of disclaimers. I like to do disclaimer right after I tell everybody to stay till the end. Then what I like to do is I tell everybody, okay, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, what you're going to be doing here. And then I go into the big bonus and then I go into the disclaimer and then I go into the commanding of attention. I say, all right, everybody, here's what I'd like to do. This is really important stuff we're going to be talking about today. It could change your life. Therefore, please do me a favor. Find your cell phone. I know it's not very far. Put it on vibrate. Put it on airplane mode. Make sure that there's zero distractions. Put it in your desk drawer so that you can't see if it, if it beeps because I want your focus attention. Next thing is if you're like me, you've got 100 tabs open in your browser. Go ahead right now and minimize that browser. Open up a new one and or just have one window. Close everything out and just pay attention to this webinar. Turn off any notifications that could come up. And last but not least, grab a pen and paper because I really want to make sure that I value your time. Whatever you give me, I'm going to give back to you 110%. Is that a deal? What am I doing there? I call this commanding attention. This helps the person given the webinar to gain authority in both with the audience and with the subject matter that they're talking about. I know it sounds silly, but this stuff actually works. And remember, in marketing, it's all about being very specific and telling people as much as we can and showing people as much as we can what to do and what our desired impact is. So don't hesitate. No one ever finds this offensive or weird. In fact, it's a nice little break. And it also gives them the, the perceived value about, of what you're about to talk about. That, okay, this is important. I should take this serious. Okay. And then and oftentimes, if anything, maybe they don't turn their cell phone on, vibrate, and maybe they don't close any of their tabs, is that they will pay more close attention to what it is that you're going to say next. So where we go from the commanding of attention is then we want to talk about you and you need to build your authority of why you're able to talk about this subject. And I like to do this in two different ways. I like to talk about past and future, past, present, and future, excuse me. What do I mean by this is that every product or service that everyone who's listening to my podcast ultimately does is it takes somebody from where they're at now and gets them to another place. It takes them from a place with dirty carpets to clean carpets if you're a carpet cleaner, from being hungry to being full if you sell food, to being uh, ignorant or in the dark or naive to having being full of knowledge. Um, to, from being poor to being rich, right? We all, our, our product service takes somebody from there to there. Tell people about your story, about how you were able to get from where you were at to where you're at now 
when in context of your business, right? So the way I like to do that is that I I never graduated college personally. I um, I went to some some schools, but I got lucky and I got a job at a hedge fund. And then I owned my own financial advisory firm. And then I sold my financial advisory firm and started a financial marketing agency and specialized in the financial vertical. And I loved numbers. And so numbers from, a, from a, the hedge fund experience, financial advisor experience, I have translated into marketing. And that's a really been my competitive advantage is that my ability to understand the numbers behind campaigns allows me to be egoless. It allows me to be completely unattached to the offer or audience or uh, what we're actually doing and just focus on what is working and what's not working and not, and that's been one big thing, right? So that little, and I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing and going kind of fast, but that kind of gives you an idea of what you can do to talk about yourself. How did you get to where you're at now? Being funny and real helps here. So a pro tip is don't be afraid to add pictures of you and your family or you and your kids or you with somebody. One of my favorite webinars I've ever seen, this guy was a bodyguard for celebrities uh, before he launched his career. And so he had some pretty cool pictures of him and some pretty cool celebrities. And that was enough to be like, oh, that's really interesting. That's really neat. And it helps people relate to you. So as you're building authority, we want this is a good time to get into the know, like, and trust factor into it. Then from here, after you talk to and introduce yourself, then I want you to use a tactic called the future place. Future place. What this is, is that you want to give someone in their minds an idea, a what if so I like to, to, to do this in some of the webinars that I've done is I say, what if you could launch a advertising campaign and you knew without a shadow of a doubt that you were going to be ROI positive within the first 30 days? What would you do? Think about that. What would you do? Imagine yourself. You just saw the numbers. You're ROI positive. You just spent 100000 You've made over 100000 back in 30 days. You see the check, you see the balance in the checking account, you see the numbers in your Facebook ad account. What are you going to do? And I get really specific like that. And I get them in it. What if you did this month over month? What would happen? What happened to your life? What would happen to your career? And you want to, what I'm doing here is I'm trying to evoke an emotion. Remember, everyone, people don't buy off of logic. They buy off of emotion and use logic to justify the emotion. This is how we act as human beings. This is what we do, right? This is psychology 101. And so what we want to do by using the future place is you want to set up the ideal perfect scenario for the, a realistic one too. Not don't, don't overpromise here and say that you can do something that you can't. But if you can give them this future place where they could really see themselves and be as detail-oriented to create the movie in their minds, where are they going to be? And let that emotion just sit there and say, okay, guys, let's start making this happen for you. This is my perfect transition sentence. As After I've given them this future place, imagine if you were blank, 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 blank. How would this make you feel? How excited would you? Tell me. Put in the chat box how excited you'd be. You know, scale one to 10. All right, I see a bunch of 10s. Yes, everybody would be super excited. Okay, 
Well, then let's dive right in. Let's get into how I can help you do this starting right now. So I transition into the education component of the webinar. The education component is you teaching them the thing that you told them that they're coming here to do, right? How to get cleaner carpets with less, you know, soap. I am, again, just making this stuff up. How you can um, land more clients. How you can um, lose that 30 pounds. It's going to be an education. They're here to learn from you. That's what webinars are designed to do. And you've established your authority. They know, like, and trust you. They they understand why they're going to listen to you, that you've had the experience and that you're the expert in your field. They've given the emotional reason. They've invested. So dive in. Here's where a lot of people go wrong is they they get into the education and it's not well thought out. The educational things that you're talking about should be no more than seven points. If you go any longer than seven points, it's too complicated. It, the ideal things that you're going to be talking about are three, five, or seven. So keep things simple. Step one, step two, step three. Okay. Phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, phase five. Okay. The seven pillars to financial freedom, the seven pillars to unlimited income, the seven pillars to protecting your of your business, the seven pillars to selling any, you know, whatever your thing is. Okay. Pillar number one, pillar number two, keep this into a chronological ABC one, two, three type format. Why? Because the people who are going through this are going to, we want them to a actually learn the thing that you're teaching them. So that's number one. Number two is that by you going through one, two, three, they know where you're at in the education. Okay, I got one, I got two, I got three. And we want them to be able to categorize it. And last but not least is we want them to feel like they've gotten value from the thing that you just taught. So by you emphasizing step one, step two, step three with them, they say, okay, I have got, I've learned the one, two, three step, the one, two, three, four, five step, or I've learned the seven pillars to this or the seven deadly sins for that. I've learned what those are. So after you do it, I like to review it, just a quick review and really drive home the most important points. Some pro tips with putting together a webinar is Do not clutter your webinar with a bunch of text. Use images where you can and use um, uh, GIFs. So GIFs or GIFs, I call them GIFs. Um, These are amazing. Gifly.com, you can go and download free GIFs. And so you can use GIFs as a motion part to your presentation and it, it helps dramatically. And don't be afraid to be funny. Use gifts from uh, Seinfeld, right? You can have um, gifts from from uh, different funny memes that you know that are out there that are appropriate to your audience and to your business that you're having. Um, emojis are great fun things to add to your PowerPoint slides. Um, not a lot of in motion in and out with bullet points. You can just you know have the bullet points come in or li- have the bullet points there. But adding some motion here and there, again, helps with keeping the attention. Also, another pro tip is having you on camera while you're doing it is really helpful, especially if you have a a low number of slides. So for a 60-minute presentation, a low number of slides would be less than 30 um, 
probably closer to like 45 or 50. And if you're over 60 or 70, then you probably don't need a lot of gifts and you probably don't need a lot of stuff on there because you're going to be going through the slides relatively quickly. But just think you're going to be spending a minute or two on a slide. And if you're spending any longer than that, they're going to get bored. So if they can look at your face while you're talking to them, that'll help keep that attention, that engagement, builds the know, like, and trust. So I try to have my face be shown while I'm showing the slides as much as possible um, to help with the attention. So after you've gotten through the education component to it and you do the review, okay, then you need to propose a problem to them. I like to do the problem solution. And this is a transition. So I did the transition into the education, which has got them into the emotional place. I want to get them into another emotional place. The best, of play, the best and easiest one that I like to do is, okay, so I've just t- taught you this, these three things. So I just now taught you these five things. Here's the problem. There are three types of people in this room. You got one who just heard everything I just said and is not going to do anything. Number two, second type of person in this room that just heard everything I said is that they're going to try, but then they're going to give up. Then there's a third person in this room that they're going to actually hire somebody and fully take advantage of this and go all in because they take massive action. One and two, people one and two are going to go on in their lives exactly how they they came into this webinar. If you're looking for change, change requires massive action action and you need to do something about it. We are all about success here. We are all about helping people achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Therefore, we have created a no-brainer, perfect solution that's for people one, two, and three. And I want to talk about it right now. And this is where you go into the close. So that was one example of a transitionary statement that you can make and a problem. Calling people out for not doing something. The problem is, okay, now you got this. Now what? All right. Or, hey, guys, I know that some of the things I just talked about could be expensive if you wanted to try to do this on your own. But my service that I'm about to do does it for you. Or you can do another what if. Okay, so now you guys know this. Now what if this was all done for you every single day? Huh, what if this costs less than a dollar to do? Well, I've got some good news. And so you can do things, but you need to transition into your service. And then you announce the big value proposition, the big sale, what you're here for. So this is going to be around 30 to 35 minute mark of your hour long presentation right here. And what you're going to do is you're going to say, I have something that has never been seen before. I got something I want to tell you. I'm relaunching something due to popular demand. I'm bringing it back. Whatever you guys want to do. And then you give the service. You talk about the product. You talk about what it is that you're trying to sell. And what I like to do is I got this from Russell Brunson um, in his perfect webinar uh, format um, is the stacking, right? A lot of people do this and this is a really effective way. Stacking. Now, what's stacking? Stacking is a term that Russell Brunson coined that allows or it's a it's like a way of of adding features and benefits to the thing that you're selling one by one 
and they you add them up together. So let me let me give you an example of this. So if you're going to go and you're going to sell a newsletter subscription service, then you can say, okay, so what are you going to get with my newsletter subscription service? Okay, so if the first thing I want you to know is that you get, and you explain what it is that you get. You're going to get my knowledge and insight. Second thing you're going to get is you're going to get access to this calculator that I built that you can't find anything. Okay, so in addition to my free report and my free calculator, you're also going to get, and you keep doing that, right? You keep telling what you're going to get and they tell them the thing that you got before and then you add them all together so it's like wow i'm getting all of these all of this value and so you build it all up and then what you do is you say okay so each one of these things so my insight costs this amount this calculator costs this amount this costs this amount this costs this amount all of this together costs this but i'm going to be giving it to you today for this and when you do that you can either stop there and drop the link and say, this, I'm dropping the link right now, guys. This is what you can get it for. And then continue to go on and talk about all the features and benefits that they get from this. Or what works really, really well is then you say, but because you guys said you're going to stay to the end, I told you I had a secret special bonus for you. What I'm going to do is you're going to get this just for showing up and you tell them what the secret bonus was. But I'm also, if you buy tonight within the next 24 hours, in the next hour, or the first 10 buyers or whatever, what we're trying to do here, you guys, is two things. Create the value proposition by breaking out each individual element or feature or benefit of your product or service separately and then showing them all in one slide everything that they get. This helps with the price and then we need them to do it now so you can offer an incentive to do things now, adding the urgency. You can also, if you didn't want to add urgency, you can add exclusivity. Hey, I'm only going to allow 100 people to do this. I want exclusivity. I don't want a whole bunch of people doing this. You can take that away and say, hey, this is only people who are, are, are ready to take massive action. So you go through and you can build up this close and then you drop the link. And... As you drop the link, you're telling people, okay, this is what you got to be doing. This is what you got to be doing. And you can either do it again, go back and say, okay, let's just review what I just talked about and do it faster and just highlight the most important parts of your product or service. Or what you could do is you can open it up and or I should say, you can do both. You can do just go review it all again and then drop the link. Or you, you can also do is add a guarantee. So you can say, and here's what else I'm going to do. I'm going to add a 90-day guarantee, 180-day guarantee for everybody who buys today. You get the guarantee, um, a guarantee for life, whatever type of guarantees that you can put on it. So this is how I've used and structured webinars for the last six years. Um, I, I have found a tremendous amount of success selling all sorts of different products and services using the power of a webinar. The person giving the webinar does matter. It matters from either credibility. It also matters from an entertaining perspective and an information perspective. Having somebody be really, really dry um, to an audience that is expecting someone not to be really boring can hurt. Having someone be really over the top and full of personality with a product or service that's meant for somebody who's more analytical could hurt, right? So make sure that the person giving the webinar is matching the tonality of the marketplace as best as possible and has the credibility in some cases uh, to, to talk about 
what it is that you're selling and, and people can look at as somebody that's amazing to do. Um, people ask me, Jeremy, can I have two people on it? Can someone do the intro and the close for me and I can do the education? Yes, but I've seen it work better when it is just one person. And the reason why is because when you do a webinar really, really well, and why a lot of people like not a lot of people do webinars without selling because they don't like to be sold. But if you do a webinar really, really well, you can actually the person is excited to hear about the offer. There, there, there's no bothersome at all because you've presented the value of what you promised to teach them so well, and they did they did learn something that they probably never learned before. And you're telling them about something they probably have never heard about. They've probably need, never seen a service like this before. They've never um, uh, knew that a service like this existed or a product existed like this before. If you do your webinar right and you've built that know, like, and trust, they want to know about it. They want to hear about what's the latest thing that you are selling and that you're putting out there. When things go bad and people don't like to be sold, is there certain people that just don't like to be sold? That's not who your audience is anyway. They, you know, After they've purchased something from you, great, but you, you got to understand this is your business. You have to sell. Second is that you probably didn't do a good job with the value proposition. You maybe overpromised what you're going to teach or what you're teaching everybody already knows. Remember that oftentimes your biggest competitor is YouTube. If you're selling anything educational based or information based, you know, how to raise better kids to how to, um, how, if you have to, how to, and anything of anything that you're doing from a business perspective, YouTube is your biggest competitor and YouTube is free. So you have to, Todd Brown, one of my other um, guests on the show, did a, an amazing job at articulating tactics in which you can make your product service unique, different naming conventions. Everything is different. That all comes into how you, when I started this whole thing off, which what is the title of your webinar, how you position the webinar, what are you doing with the webinar? You can, this is your opportunity to make it different. If you've got your own proprietary method of doing something, come up with the name of your method, right? Is this the Falcon strategy? Is this your EM4 strategy? Is this your Six Sigma strategy? Is this your, you know, uh, your uh, uh, three three delta this or whatever. What is your you know? What's this is the the seven D's to what is it? The thirteen laws. Uh, you know what is it that's special and unique to you and position it that somebody else hasn't heard before. That'll get people to do it. So when they hear the product, they're like, "Well, I want to know because I probably haven't heard of this product service. I didn't definitely didn't know these seven things that just some someone just taught me." I definitely didn't know uh, th that that strategy. I've never even seen that strategy before. I've never seen uh, that. I didn't know you could even do something like this. I didn't know that was possible. That's what you want with what you're going to be talking about in your webinar. If you can't do that, well, there's probably bigger problems in your business. Okay, um, and the webinar is not going to help. But for everybody who can do that, and believe that if you're listening to this, you've got the type of business product or service that you can. Then this model that I just laid out for you is perfect for you. So this is my introduction to how to sell anything online. You can do it through a webinar. It's my favorite type of tactic to do. You get a captive audience. People are registering, they're signing up. I want to end with some metrics that uh, everyone's probably wondering, okay, so if I do do this or I've, I've been doing something similar to this, but I'm not getting good results or do I have good results? I'm not sure. Let me just tell you some metrics that I look for. So on the registration page for my webinars, 
a 20% opt-in rate is my standard benchmark. If it's anything lower than a 20%, something's either off with my traffic, but most likely something's off with what I'm talking about. People aren't interested in what I'm talking about. It's confusing or they're, you know, it's not valid. They're not considering it anything of value. So, uh, but it also could be the traffic source. So if I'm at team 20% there, that's my first red flag as I start promoting this. I want to see a better than a 20%. On most of my digital channels, um, ideally, I, I'm excited when I see anything better than a 40% conversion rate. So, 40% conversion rate, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, people are really excited and interested in what I'm about to talk about. Okay, from an attendance rating perspective, getting people to show up is difficult. Lots of cool tactics like text message follow-ups, email follow-ups, all of that should be done uh, when you're doing your webinar. This is going to help, but at the end of the day. What I like to see is around 35 to 40% of the people that have registered actually show up. So if I get 1,000 people to register, I want 350 to 400 people that actually come to the webinar. From there, I want as many people to stay to the call to action, stay to the close as possible. Worst case scenario, I'm going to have about 35% stay and see the close from the time I start. Best case scenario, I'm at 85, 90%. But at 35% at the end of seeing your close, it still can be a very successful webinar. For cold traffic, the conversion rate from registrants to close, I like to see 3%. From registrants, from people who attend, I like to see 10 to 15% from people who actually attend these live webinars. If it's warm traffic, I like to see closer to a five to eight percent of registrants and fifteen to twenty percent close from some from your own existing list, maybe twenty five percent. Price points do matter. Um, usually, the more expensive it is of something that you're trying to sell, then the lower the conversion rates are across the board from a uh, the end conversion rate goes. But you make up for it with a high uh, ticket price. All right. So those are my metrics that I usually use as my benchmark um, for all the webinars. And I tweak the different portions of the webinar based off of those metrics. So if I'm not getting 35% to see the close, my content's not very good. If I'm not getting 35% of people to show up, my follow-up sequence after someone registered isn't that good. If I'm not getting 20% or better on my registration, the topic idea is not that great. And if I'm only getting less than a 3% of people converting, then either my price is wrong or the product isn't resonating well with the marketplace. But most likely it's my price. If I'm spending, I'm, I'm charging too much um, for it. So, or I'm not charging enough. Um, I've actually had one webinar where we increased the price and got a better conversion ratio. Um, believe it or not. So, so those are all things that I look at. And that's why it's always important. If you guys have been listening to my podcast, I always talk about knowing your numbers before you get started. I wanted to make sure I give you that gift on what these numbers should be. So I would love to hear it. If you have a good webinar, what are your numbers? I'd love to hear what's working for you when it comes to webinars. And if you've got a webinar that's not working, let me know about that too. I'd love to help any way that we can over here at StrikePoint. StrikePointMedia.com is our email, our, our web address. My email is Jeremy at StrikePointMedia.com. If you guys have any questions regarding this specific topic, it's one of my favorite ones. Don't hesitate. 
send me an email. And last but not least, you can always find me on Instagram at Jeremy Blossom or our Instagram Secrets of Marketers uh, page. So it's at Secrets of Marketers on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. I really, really hope someone takes this uh, this, this episode and turns it into a million dollars because that's what you could do with this. All right. Let me know if that's you. And until next time, keep on keeping on, kick ass, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. There you go. That concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're looking for even more content, more ideas, more things that you can do today to help grow your business, then head on over to my Instagram page at Secrets of Marketers. I've got a bunch of content on there and we're giving you guys access to all the behind the scenes stuff that go into making these episodes happen, as well as even more content that you can start to apply to your business today. And if you guys like this show, then help me spread the word. Go to the podcast page on iTunes and leave me a review. It's how I can rank well and how other people can find me. So go for it. Thanks for making my dreams come true. Now go make yours come true. Thanks again.